Hello and welcome to this week's Therapy For Me. And if you listen very, very carefully, you'll notice two things. One, there's a kind of gravelly sort of tone to my voice. And two, you can probably just about hear the kettle boiling in the background. And if you put those two things together, you'll realise it's eight o'clock on Saturday morning and I'm yet again in a desperate rush to get TFM done before it's due to be out at nine. So, as I haven't got much of a window to make my tea as well, I'm going to wrap this bit up, we'll have a bit of twangy guitar, I'll fill the teapot up and I'll see you in a minute for the first bit. Monday. I'm getting slightly concerned what my Amazon purchase history says about me. And this is something that probably only affects you if you end up buying for multiple people. So the Prime account uh, is in my name. So consequently, when anybody wants anything at all, um, then the, the negotiations start as to, can you order me this? Uh, and of course, when you've got teenage kids who are always claiming to say, oh, can I have one of those? I'll give you the money. You know that's where the, the trouble starts. Um, so this week, this week, Josh uh, went out and had his hair cut, came back. Uh, some new products had been applied to, to his fringe. Um, and the fringe is truly magnificent, I have to say. Uh, and he came back and he said, I needed to order this stuff. Right, okay, so fine. You can get it on Amazon. Okay, I can have it for tomorrow. Right, brilliant, no problem. Um, and away we went and we had ordered a product by, um, well, I, th- I don't know if the brand is the, the, the product name. I think it is, by Slick Gorilla. It's hair texturizing powder. I have no idea what it does. Um, because Josh's hair now looks like he's been caught in a storm all of the time, uh, but apparently that's how he wants it to look, and I'm fine with it. Uh, I haven't got the heart to tell him that he just looks like one of the Fun Boy Three. Um, so Slick Gorilla is now top of my purchase list, and if you mix that in with the various things that Jack wants from Gravity Falls and the various comic books and what have you, I'm not quite sure what my purchase history my amazon purchase history says about me i'm going to keep half an eye now on the ads that are on the various platforms that i might go on all the things that are sent through to me just to get some indication of how this is working its way its way through now of course the slick gorilla arrives and i mean it was a, it was about 12 quid and this pot is tiny it's tiny. And you have to worry when Slick Gorilla, when you when you click on it, the default option is the monthly purchase. You get a you get a slight discount for having a rolling monthly purchase of this stuff. Um, we've made the decision to see how we get on uh, in the short household with Slick Gorilla, um, because this house is littered with things that are our eldest uh, has been raving about, and then when the second and the third packs have been bought have never been actually touched or eaten i am the proud proud owner of something in the regions of 25 rice crispy bars if anybody wants a rice crispy bar just let me know and i'll send you one out tuesday i kind of have to explain a little bit more about my day job to explain or to talk about the next thing i'm going to talk about i don't have to but i'm going to because it helps it make more sense Um, I'm chief executive of a trade association called the MIA, which is the Music Industries Association, and we represent the interests of music instrument manufacturers. So that would be the likes of Fender and the likes of Roland and the likes of 
Korg and those kind of people when it comes from instruments. And then it would be the music retailers themselves. So the people who actually sell musical instruments. So from, you know, you may have heard of, uh, if you're a musician, you'll know all of these. So you'll have heard of PMT and of Andertons and of um, Absolute Music and GAC and all these kind of people, guitar, guitar. Uh, But basically, if you either make or sell a musical instrument, however big or however small, then you could be a member of the the, the MIA. And uh, trade associations kind of sit in the middle and kind of just help businesses that they represent. They, they sort of lobby on their behalf. They organize training and get-togethers and networking and, and all those kind of things. They're kind of in the center. They're kind of not the glue because it doesn't quite work like that. Um, it, but they sit in that kind of space and they work with those businesses to try and to improve those sectors. And I've worked in the music instrument space for a long, long time. Okay, so you'll have heard out of that that we represent music uh, shops. And what that means is I, I work with a group called the IRC, which is the Independent Retailers Confederation. And this is a load of other trade associations who come together as a group because combined we represent a lot of independent retail. Uh, and you've got sort of butchers and you've got convenience stores and you've got coffee shops and you've got hairdressers and you've got, you know, booksellers and greetings cards and all those kind of things. So all those kind of businesses come together as, as part of the IRC. And uh, we get together uh, once a month, uh, once, twice, sometimes, sometimes once, sometimes twice a month as a group, just to chat about things that are going on, anything we can work together uh, on in terms of loving, uh, loving, lobbying, all those kind of things. Um, and and they're a great bunch of people, really, really nice bunch of people. Now, this week in the call, we had a guy called Adam Terry come along. Now, Adam Terry is the um, the head of policy at the Labour Party. And that was, that's quite a big coup for this group. So this group's only just starting to get established. And obviously, you know, we've reached out to get people from government on. Government haven't been as forthcoming so far, um, but we have managed to get um, this this guy from the Labour Party, and of course he in himself is the glue. He he works with the various departments to help coordinate policy across the you know across the board. As he said himself, he's a bit of a generalist. He he knows a little bit about a lot because he's he's pulling the overall picture together. And all I can say is that I was very very impressed by him. And if he's an example of how seriously the Labour Party is taking the next election, then I think the Labour Party will be in a, a relatively strong place because. The, what, the, the things that came out, one, they're really, really not complacent at all. They're not looking at the polls. They're not thinking it's a done deal. They're, they're working on the, you know, on, on the idea that it's, every vote is still up for grabs. And then if you listen to the number of independent reports that they've had put together, and the most recent one we all hold about, heard about was the one that Gordon Brown did on, on devolution. Um, if you listen to some of the others that have come together, I mean, um, there's been one done, Lord Blunkett's done one on, on training opportunities and improving that whole section around apprenticeships and all those kind of things. And then you listen and there's more of these reports they've had commissioned and they're taking them forward. Then what you're looking at is a real kind of sea change in policy. Having had 10 years of you know, going from one crisis to the next and struggling along and having a government that's really out of ideas. What was very, very evident now is that you've got a party coming in who potentially, hopefully coming in next, that actually have a load of ideas already in play. And it certainly made me quite excited about when all this policy starts to come together and is talked about, and there's no point in them talking about it now. They might as well wait till they're closer to the election. It's going to be quite interesting and quite in-depth and quite well thought through. Mm-hmm. 
Wednesday. So I'm on a call today with the team and the MIA team and there's a knock at the door. And I'm kind of expecting delivery because I'm kind of expecting a new pair of running trainers. Um, so I, I told off and said, "Oh, I'm just nipping to the door. I think it's my, I think it's my runners." Uh, and I came back with a with a box that clearly wasn't trainers; it was a lot smaller. And I had no clue what was in this box. So I opened up, and it was hand, it was a one of these kind of boxes you can get from the post office. So it was you know kind of um, you know kind of a fold up, got the Royal Mail livery or whatever the livery is, post office livery, whatever livery on it, and um, and I, no real clue as to what it is. Uh, handwritten on the top and I open up this box and it's got a teapot inside and uh, if you listen to last week's episode you'll realize I was bemoaning the fact that there was nowhere to go a, to buy a, a two cup teapot um, and it wasn't that we desperately needed a two cup teapot but our existing two cup teapot um, was, wasn't really fit for purpose um in terms of the lid was a bit loose and it was becoming something that was becoming a little bit annoying so um one of you lovely people i know it is one of you lovely people had been out and sourced me a teapot because the teapots um the the options for teapots in huddersfield are slim um but where this person lives the options for teapots are um far more plentiful and knowing where she lives that makes a lot of sense i've been to the place that she lives and i would expect you to find that I'm sure there is a dedicated teapot shop, if not multiple. There might even be one of those teapot streets. You know how in London you get an area where you get all the jewelers or you, you get all the X, Y, or all the Z, um, all the music shops actually, or all the camera shops, or what have you. There's probably in this place, there's probably a teapot street. It would make a lot of sense if there was. So um, I'm currently drinking my tea out of, that's been made in the teapot. It is perfect. It is absolutely perfect. It does two two cups of tea. So for me and Mrs. S, absolutely perfect amount for the morning. And the lid is very, very secure. And I have it under authority that the lid was checked before purchase. Um, and I do like that kind of attention to detail. So I was very, very impressed with that. I, I endorse that uh, most wholeheartedly. So thank you very much. Uh, in, in in the same way as to thank you uh, for the candle that is, is 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 behind me that I still don't know who sent me after mentioning my uh, traumas with with candles. You are all very very kind, um, and I'm yeah. I was just it made me maybe smile, and as somebody who doesn't like surprises as a rule, then then that was the second time something's happened that's made me smile. So you lot in terms of surprises are really really very good. <laughs> You may have noticed there's not a lot of politics. Um, there hasn't been a lot of politics, actually, I think, for a, f- a few weeks. I know we covered something in America last week. Um, and, of course, I've talked about Adam Terry a little bit this week, but I think that's a further out thing. That's just uh, came into contact with and quite interested thing. And I did actually, this week, um, confirm that I'm going to the Houses of Parliament in a couple of weeks' time for an event, which I'm really quite excited about. Not Not... With all due respect, if anybody's listening from the association that's all the that's put on the event, I'm not that excited about the event, but I am excited to be going to um, to the House of Commons. I, I can't deny it. I've never been, and I'm 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 looking forward to it. Uh, it probably will not live up to my expectations, but it's just for me. It's one of those buildings that you know 
is special and so it will be it'll be good it'll be good to actually finally go and hopefully for the first time I go and maybe it might become something that becomes a bit normal uh, I mean I did a government department last year so that might be quite a nice thing you know for this year but I think I think politics may be getting a little bit dull for a while and maybe that's not a ba- not a bad thing um, I mean, Sunak's got ongoing issues. He's had issues again this week with a uh, possible um, revolt with a piece of legislation that's that's going through. That's going to be a weekly occurrence now. He has not got a party that is fully on side. So everything that comes along, if there's a possibility that they'll break ranks, then they will break ranks. I think the only other thing that's interesting at the moment, or I guess was, was Andrew Bridgen. Uh, and Andrew Bridgen is one of the Shire's MPs. I can't remember if it's Leicestershire or somewhere around there. Um, but he's from one of those constituencies. It's a heavily farming constituency, I think. And and he's just come out and made a load of claims about vaccines and got himself suspended from um, the, the Commons. I'm not quite sure how long for, while everything that he's he's said has been investigated. And Andrew Bridgen's somebody... I came into contact with first time round uh, through all the Brexit stuff. In fact, the BBC made a documentary and he was one of the MPs that they followed. And he's a bit of a clown, if, I, if I'm being perfectly honest. He's a, he's a, he's a bit of a clown. He's, a, he's, he's one of the kind of the British bulldog, you know, Union Jack t-shirt wearing nutters, really. He's got that, got that vibe going on. Um, and I don't know whether that's because that might be his constituency that he's representing or whether that's him. It's always a bit difficult to... To, to tell in these situations where the lines actually blur. But he's come along and he's, he's, he, he started a conversation about vaccine and has basically come, thrown out a load of information or thrown out a load of rhetoric to say that the vaccination programme uh, was, was a disaster. Uh, not in terms of getting the vaccines out to people, that actually we don't know what the possible side effects of the vaccines will be. And he thinks it's a, a, it's a load of heart issues. It's a whole generation of heart issues waiting to you know, waiting to happen. Um, And the thing about this is that there might be something in what he said. I don't think there will be, but I think it's purely, I think it's perfectly legitimate to question um, what the long-term medical impact will be on, on something that was done for all the right reasons in a very, very short space of time. I think that is perfectly legitimate as a piece of balanced debate and balanced research. But the problem is that he's thrown no evidence in the direction. He's gone full on Trump on this by making wild claims without anything to substantiate it. And for that, the guy's just just a clown, um, you know. And what it doesn't help, it doesn't help the fact that actually in a, in a, in a sort of organised, boring society, you would have these kind of conversations. This work, double, triple, quadruple checking... That, that things like vaccine programs or anything that's routinely used in, in medical care or care of any description is checked, that it's right and fit for purpose and there are no downsides. And all that boring work that should go on is made more difficult by wild sort of arm flailing culture war style uh, rhetoric by a guy like this. <laughs> I've hit a Twitter problem, and it's not an Elon Musk... Well, it probably is an Elon Musk Twitter problem, but it's not one of the obvious Twitter problems um, associated with with the takeover and what have you. And I'm not one of these people who are disappearing off the platform, mainly because I don't use it enough, and I don't have enough to say to make it that relevant. It's not relevant to me for my career or for anything like that. I've not built up a whole wedge of followers, so in that respect, it's not relevant. And I've not 
even come close to thinking about disappearing because at the hard end of this, maybe the politics end of this, it's, I can see why maybe it's relevant, but it, it certainly isn't relevant to me. The problem I've hit is the fact that I don't use Twitter as a platform. I never have. I use an app called Echophone. And the reason why, I don't know why I started using Echophone. It was one of those things at the time. I just liked it. I liked the way it was laid out. In fact, I do know why. When Twitter first started, there wasn't a Twitter app. Twitter app came late. Twitter bought something. I can't remember what it was. It might have been TweetDeck that they bought that became the official Twitter app. So when you first started on Twitter, and I first started on Twitter on a desktop, and years and years and years ago, I remember people saying to me, what the hell are you doing that for? You you know, you clown. And um, if you wanted to tweet, the only way you could tweet was, uh, was, was via desktop, I think. And then what happened after that was... Um, you you were able to text a message that would become a tweet. That was one thing. That was quite clever. So you had a dedicated uh, number, a five-digit number, and you, t- you whatever text you put to that that SMS became a tweet to your account. That was that was quite interesting. Um, and then after that, the first apps appeared, and the first ones were um, were not owned by Twitter. So. Um, I, I started Echofon. I think I tried two or three, and Echo, Echofon became my one of choice. And I still use Echofon. Now, the reason I like Echofon, and I haven't gone into major detail to see if this is absolutely accurate, but it, it gives me my tweets in a linear style. Okay. It, there's no algorithm involved. It just takes my feed and it gives me my feed. And unlike Everything else in the world, I think. Though I, I think I don't know if Instagram. I think Instagram's still just a straight feed, but it gives me. It just gives me my stuff in a straight feed. It doesn't. It doesn't swamp me with anything. It doesn't give me anything advertised. It doesn't suggest anything for me. It just gives me my Twitter feed. So when I've gone through the hundred tweets since the last time I checked, I stop. That's it. I'm I'm, I'm back at a tweet I've read before. I'm not being bombarded with suggestions and this, that, and that, and the other. Which is which is why I've always liked it. Anyway, as of, I think, late on Thursday, I'm not sure, the API, which is the interface that allows third-party programs to take data from the mothership, in this case Twitter, those all broke. So all of the third-party um, platforms that you can view your Twitter feed on now are now are now broken, Echofon included. I've not been able to see any new tweets since since Thursday. Um, there's there's a little mini Twitter storm going on about this. Whether this has been be done deliberately, I don't know. Probably has. It would make sense to do it deliberately. I'm sure there are a lot of people who use the third party apps to access their feeds. Um, but no more is really is really known, and Twitter haven't said anything about it yet. So um, it'll be interesting to see which way it goes. It might this might finish me off on Twitter. Not because I have a major problem with some of the stuff that's being done. That I do have a major problem with some of the stuff that's being done, but not to the point where I would stop using it. But actually, just because I can't stand the fact that I won't get my tweets. Having years and years and years and years and years, about a decade plus of having my Twitter feed literally in the order it should be, not altered with. The fact that it will be altered with and it will be algorithmically you know, curated for me, really, really creates me a problem. So this might be the death of me and me and Twitter. I don't know. We'll wait and we'll we'll wait and see. Anyway, um, just about got it done. I think we might get it in under the wire. Uh, tea is absolutely beautiful, um, as you'd expect. New teapot and all that. Um, and I'll talk to you all next week.
and share as you see fit. This has been an A Short Stories production.